And welcome back to the mailroom where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals. I'm Steven. And I'm Tyler. And today we have on Amanda Taylor, who is an office PA at Shondaland. Hey, yes. And I met her on Pam and Tommy, which is actually her first job out here. She has not even been out here for a year. Pammy Tommy's out now? Yeah, on Hulu. Go on check Hulu. it out. But now we're talking Shondaland. So this is Shonda Rhimes Company. She has a first look deal at Netflix, and she just made Inventing Anna, which is also out on Netflix right now. And for those of you who don't know who Shonda Rhimes is, she's most known for creating the series Grey's Anatomy. And on top of that, she made Bridgerton, she made How to Get Away with Murder. She is a TV phenomenon. She is. (laughs) And supposedly the company culture is really great. Amanda said she's loving it, and actually, it was her dream job to work at Shondaland, before even moving out to Hollywood, and within a year of being out here, she's already doing so. She is making moves. She is a go-getter. She is a networker to a T. It was great talking to her as somebody who wanted to work at a company and basically threw a dart at a map and made it happen. Yep. I can't wait to hear. Let's do it. Here's Amanda. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> it's our pleasure. So we met on Pam and Tommy, didn't we? Yes, we did. And that yes, was your are. first gig in Hollywood. Wait, you, met on, you met on Pam and Tommy? Yeah. I thought you met on Mythic Quest Mm-mm. and oh, then no. went to Pam and Tommy together. You get it. I'll let you explain. Yeah, so I moved out here last March and started pretty much a week after March I moved out 2021? here. March 2021? Yes. Wow. No, wait. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. the correct year. Um, yeah, <laughs> and started anymore. Pam and Tommy that week, and that was my first gig out here. So you knew Tommy. you knew Joanna, who yes. worked in the production office with me on Mythic Quest, which is how Amanda got the job on Pam and Tommy. Ah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. That's Isn't the it so cool? It's like, like you know, we've all known about Pam and Tommy since. Well, I, you knew since like December 2020, mm-hmm. and like, you knew since March 2021, yeah. and now finally everybody's talking. Everybody's yeah. everywhere I look. It's all on social media. Everybody's watching it. It's but, kind of insane. Yeah. Like driving the first time I saw a billboard, I was like, "That's really cool." And especially in LA, because billboards are everywhere. Yeah. Like it's all over the place, and especially on honestly social media too. Like they're doing a crazy campaign. It's all over. Yeah. yeah. It makes me feel good. I'm yeah. like, I'm glad that this thing that I worked on <laughs> is actually doing some really well. To it and yeah. it, it makes all those like hard and long days very uh, worth it. Yeah, I'm people, sure for you. People are liking more. it a lot. Yeah. Everybody's, it, it's got some acclaim. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are definitely split as far as uh, the subject matter, I think. <laughs> of course. But <laughs> it's cool that it's, regardless, it's getting talked about. Right. Yeah. It's definitely getting talked about. And I've, I've even heard people now talking about Rob Siegel. Like, yeah. I've never heard the name Rob Siegel before, and now people are like, oh, Rob Siegel's Chippendales. Yeah, yeah he's taken off. I love Rob Siegel. <laughs> Shout out Rob Siegel. Um, but I think it's just crazy. We've talked about this so many times, but I think it's crazy that you came out here, you were like, I want to just hit the ground running. Oh, yeah. And you got this opportunity with Joanna, you got coffee with her, right? And you just hopped right into a massive show that was crazy, and you did so well. And honestly, if you were to ask somebody, nobody would have known it was your first show. That's really you kind of hopped hear. right into the fire. Aww. I was terrified. I mean, I met Joanna because she was one of my mentors through Syracuse, which we both went there. 
and she I emailed her and was like I'm gonna be moving out and she was like well weird timing but I have a job opening and I'd love to interview you for it and yeah it was a really the right you know networking at the right time and moving at the right time and then her having this opportunity it really worked out and what do you think you were going to be doing when you moved out here first I had no idea. Yeah. I was moving out regardless. You're, was it L.A. or was it entertainment that took you here? Entertainment, yeah. for sure. So yeah. what, I'm assuming Syracuse, New House. Yeah, that's right. Whole... Film and TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just interested in all of it and wanted to just, I think working on a show is great because you get to see all of these different roles versus just working in like one niche area of entertainment and then having not as much exposure mm-hmm. and where are you from too florida florida yeah. we're in florida jupiter florida jupiter 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 yeah no one no one ever really knows unless you're a golf fan yeah <laughs> or you have like grandparents. Golf yeah or grandparents yeah that's yeah. i've heard of jupiter one. florida but i can't tell you much more i don't nope. know if it's on the east side where is it east side or west side it's like southern florida south yeah. near miami yeah like an hour from miami okay to so what so like on the but you wouldn't Geography's just not you wouldn't just say you're from Miami like <laughs> oh, I'm God, from, no. like I'm an hour from Philly I go oh yeah suburbs right. of Philly you know what I'm saying like oh I'd say like I'm from Palm Beach if people but then people are like where's that wait then, so is it north of Miami yes okay it's bad I should know this I lived there my whole life <laughs> yeah we didn't major in geography no not okay. so much <laughs> so what are you doing now so I am an office production assistant at Shondaland. So when I was working on Pam and Tommy, I was the office PA for one show. And now I'm not on any one given show. I just am there to support the production office as wow. a whole. And Shondaland, this is Shonda Rhimes. Yes. The, the, the Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. The one and only. And... Uh, it is not an amusement park, right? As it, it might sound, it is a production company. Yes. Okay. So uh, where where is it? What what do they do? What, tell tell me. Yeah. So Shauna started her. She actually uh, Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie from twenty years ago. She worked on that, and then her first foray into TV was Grey's Anatomy. So she had no other TV shows before this absolutely massive hit that's mm-hmm. still going just got renewed for yet another season is it the is it the longest running television show prime time yeah prime time, prime time drama well, what's the longest is there others to, that beats to me say? i don't know i don't know but gray's anatomy yes. yeah it's, Give it, it's all we know i know sunny's <laughs> the longest comedy sunny's the longest comedy yeah, yeah. and i guess gray's is the longest maybe simpsons probably has uh, some legs on it maybe there's definitely a thing on it, but Grace is definitely It's long-running. Might yeah. be number one. But she did that, and then she did the spinoffs, and she had private practice in Station 19. Um, she's done Scandal. She did How to Get Away with Murder. Mm. Um, and she was like, I'm going to make my own production company, and so that, that was Shonda so Land. It never, she, made, she worked in the industry for 15, 20 years, and then she said, now I'm making Shondaland. I think Shondaland started maybe when she made Scandal. I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, the first one okay. that was under the Shondaland banner. Um, but yeah, Grey's Anatomy was ABC. Um, same with Private Practice and Station 19, but Scandal and all of those were under her banner. So we, we were just watching the trailer for Inventing Anna yeah. on Netflix. And it said, like, from Shonda Rhimes yep. and Shondaland. 
Yes. So I was like, oh, are these two separate people? Why, why is it saying both? Why the distinction? Yeah, yeah. What, are, what are we getting Honestly, at? I thought that as well when I watched it, and I think it's because Shonda Rhimes is her own entity with making stuff like Grey's that wasn't under the banner of Shondaland, but then Shondaland also has its own acclaim with making stuff like Scandal and Bridgerton and all of those. Mm. So I think if you know her from either thing, you're going to be it's really a double excited whammy. to watch it. It yeah. brings all everybody right. in. Exactly. Yeah. You got your Shondaland fans, you got your Shonda Rhimes <laughs> fans, and Inventing Anna is where they meet. Exactly. And it's a great name, too. Like It's so effective because you hear Shonda Rhimes and you're like, oh, Shondaland, that makes total, yep. total sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I guess uh, she is a Netflix deal, as mm-hmm. we know. I feel I remember. I think it was two or three years ago, right? That yes. they said Netflix was like, "We're giving money to Ryan Murphy, and we're giving money to Shonda Rhimes." Yeah, totally and, unprecedented to have an exclusive deal like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember it was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, good for her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great deal, and she's making a lot of new projects that are on the horizon. And Bridgerton season two is coming out March twenty fifth. Inventing Anna just dropped recently, so there's a lot more coming out soon um, on this Netflix deal. That's really exciting. And so, what was the draw to Shondaland mm-hmm. after coming off Pam and Tommy? Yeah, so if you had asked me before I moved out here, dream company, dream job, it would absolutely have been to work at Shondaland. I'm very fortunate. It's because I've loved her content forever. It started with Grey's, of course, and then got to see all of her other shows and was so immersed in her world and her way of storytelling that is also really important in society that every episode I would walk away and be like, all right, this was the message that Shonda wanted to impart to the world today and to make a mark and to change the way that we look at other people and ourselves and society. And to me, being a part of something that makes that kind of a societal impact was the ultimate goal so that was the pull to Shondaland and then it just was a series of really incredible events that led to me getting the job can you give us can you give us more context like what were those series of totally. events totally yeah um, what were these series <laughs> so um, after Pam and, actually I think while we were still working on Pam and Tommy it was definitely Tommy, during yeah it was definitely during and I was trying to figure out what was going to come next and I was networking my ass off and making spreadsheets with like 4,000 people's contact information and like really hitting it hard like what am I going to do next I don't do well with the whole jobs job uncertainty that's funny and just stopping there yeah. I have, I also have a spreadsheet do of, you? Like, all my connections. I think you have and to have one I, I when I first moved out here I've been looking for a job. Yeah, I made that connection, uh, th- that spreadsheet, and it was all color coded. It's like, all right, exactly. I reached out to this yeah. person recently. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't need to reach out to them. The again color coding yet. helps. And it's like, all right, this person I haven't it. reached out for a while, and I tiered them by people that were like high up yes. and people mid tier. <laughs> what I've done since I've worked on so many things, I have a tab for each thing I've worked That's on, smart. and then each all the people cool. in it, and then the last day I contacted them in a yes. note of what that was <laughs> because I don't have the best memory, and somebody taught me that. It's you guys really, are my people. That's what, you, that's what you have to do. Like that, that's it's the name of the game. Exactly. Like, how do you keep track of all these people that you know? I haven't opened mine in a little just because I, I felt pretty secure at the job. Yeah. I don't know. Have you been like keep going back to your? Honestly, no. no but it's it's because I am where I want to end up, and right. it's good to still keep in touch with those people because they're helpful to. I mean, you want to have a rolodex so that when you're higher up and you need to call on someone for or even now, if I needed to call on someone and some random department I would have a list of people I could contact Mm. and that would want to help me and not just feel like it was this 
out of the blue call. Right, the Rolodex. I love how I, I didn't even realize <laughs> that's what we're doing. Like we're just yeah. creating these <laughs> digital is, though, Rolodexes. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was this one story of Steven Spielberg leaving his Rolodex in a car or something, really? and somebody found it, oh, and no. then they gave him a he gave him a little prize. More important than a Rolex. <laughs> More than I, a Rolex. I believe he'd pay a, a lot of money to get that back. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, that's really hands. important. Yeah. Like, imagine if you just, like, lost your spreadsheet of all your contacts, and then, like, you I just I would lose never, my mind. Right, what yeah. would you do? I should open that back up again. <laughs> it is helpful. So you had this spreadsheet. Yes. Yeah. So I had this spreadsheet, and I was on LinkedIn and, you know, all the sites. And I was like, you know what, let me look at people... I'm going to Google um, all the people that work at whatever company that were Syracuse alums and then try to reach out that way. I was like, well, where do I want to work? I want to work at Shondaland. And so I put up on LinkedIn, like Shondaland, Syracuse alum, whatever, and found someone and just sent him a message and was like, would you mind if we chatted for a little bit? I'm, you know, I just graduated from Syracuse. I'm looking for a new job. Love Shondaland, yada, yada. All right, stopping you there again. I also did the same thing. That's <laughs> so funny. I mean, what I did, moved out here. I went, searched Temple University, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yes. I think I went through close to 500 people. Hey, I just moved to Los Angeles. Yep. Like, I love your experience. Like, love to connect. Hey, some people I still keep in touch to. Yeah. From, just from those. Totally. And, like, a lot of them, I wasn't even looking, like, to hey like i'm applied to a job like can i yeah uh, just contact yeah just contact yeah and then later down the line i was looking for a job and i would pull from those people yep it was nice yeah i don't think i explained it well either but for anyone that doesn't know you can go on linkedin and you can search in mm-hmm. your yes. alumni section of your school's page you do the filters the, yeah the filters yeah. whether it's the area or the company um, so yes, yeah, so that's what i did and he was so generous with his time and are you are you a linkedin pro I, LinkedIn is honestly not my forte. I prefer to use other things. Like Tynos, I went on the DGA's website and contacted. I found every UPM I ever wanted to work for and like found their contact information through that site, through wow. IMDb Pro. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, doing the I have gritty alternate, work. Too. While she was routes. being an office PA. Yeah. I made that's the hustle. a lot of downtime. I made yeah. good use of that time. Yeah. It's the it's a game of networking and you're playing exactly. it right. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I talked to him and his assistant. It was very informational. Actually, I, when I messaged him, I don't even think I said I was looking for a job. It just was like I'd love to talk. Um, and they were just so willing to help me. And they were like, "You're on the right path." And if we hear of anything, we'll let you know. Um, and then I just subscribed to Shondaland's job page and was like, "Hopefully, I hear of something." There was really no opening, so I went to the next job with. Joanna and Katie, who were our bosses, uh, my bosses on Pam and Tommy, and was so grateful that they took me with them. And then that project was. Uh, Can we say what it is? Uh, I, let's go ahead. Let's. Let's, let's go say, say it. it is, you say it. Uh, I worked on the Idol, which is the weekend show on HBO with Sam Levinson, yes, who created the Euphoria. Of Euphoria. Mm. So his mm, next project, yes. right? Okay. Um. It was not the easiest of experiences. It was a little rocky, um, and everyone was either getting fired or leaving. Um, so yeah, it was a little uncertain, hmm. and so I was doing a lot of job searching while I was in the office, 
and taking interviews and my bosses were really great about you know you can go in this office and, and the, take and the idol it's not out yet but it no. will be coming out it's a yeah it's a they're TV still show, in it's production movie, what are, oh they're still in production yeah uh, so, TV show. so we know yeah. how I guess we know how the story ends did you get fired or did you quit so <laughs> yes eventually I quit uh, well I got another job and then was quitting and they were like well since you're leaving anyway we're gonna have you leave a couple weeks early because can't afford to keep everybody on so how uh how many how long did you work on the show great question how long maybe like two months yeah. okay it wasn't too long that sounds about right yeah that feels right so the pam and tommy people went to the idol yep. which is a show about cults in hollywood oh yeah which is i mean like right modern, up my alley. modern day yeah totally modern day the weekend plays this cult leader um he plays himself right no, but like, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the scripts. I mean, I am a huge fan of anything cult related, which is weird, but mm-hmm. I eat that stuff up. So it was a really exciting project to be on. And it felt like, you know, coming off Pam and Chami, I wanted something equally as buzzworthy. Right. Are you, um, are you a Euphoria fan? I am. Yeah. I'm a little behind currently. I don't, okay. wa- I don't watch it. No. I don't watch it. It's good. I, I see it on Instagram, though. Oh, Writing. Yeah. So good. So good. The dialogue is like music to my ears. Yeah. But I've heard the story might not hold up. Like, it's a little like, eh. Like, There's not really too see, much of a story. Yeah. It's really just it like a character study. It's a vibe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a vibe. So, With yeah, really yeah. high production value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Cinematography, the music. It feels yeah. like the idol will be in the same kind of realm. Right. The, the same thing. The acting. It, it almost seems like Sam Levinson's doing what Ryan Murphy does, but just That's in his own way. That's what it feels like, yeah. Yeah. The cool thing is, too, they were on our lot before he was on the same lot as the idol, so I would see, like, Zendaya walking around oh, and Hunter Shaver. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. That's uh, but, yeah, it was the show was kind of a mess when I was on it. Hopefully it's running smoother now. I'm sure. What lot was it? Where were you filming? The Lot Studios. Where's that? Um, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, like right smack in the center of Hollywood. One of those. Yeah. yeah. One of the many, many studios. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I was searching all over for a job and saw that Sean Land had posted for an office PA, and I was like, well, that's what I do now. Um, <laughs> why not? And I applied, and the day... So this was... Okay. I maybe applied before I knew that things were a little up in the air, um, but just kind of a shot in the dark. Well, like, because you wanted it. I wanted yeah, it. It was yeah. my dream company. And I was like, I don't want to ever leave another job in the middle. But if this is the company I want to like stay at until I die, I should probably take this shot. Uh, but thought nothing was going to happen, honestly. And then the day that my bosses were like, we don't know if we're going to shut down. That was the day I got an email saying we'd like to interview you. So it all kind of worked out. Look at that timing. The timing was nuts. Yeah. It was really crazy, and I didn't know if I was going to get it. And I had an interview like on my birthday, and just was like, it was just a kind of crazy two week experience. So, one thing I didn't know is that there are office PAs in a general sense yeah. that are working at these production companies that are, so what, you're less in the weeds and more yeah. so just like a general. Kind of a catch all, I feel okay. like. So. Mm-hmm. Versus being on being in an office that's near the set and all of that and specific to one show, I'm there to kind of facilitate if anyone in any department overarchingly in Shondaland needs anything. So if the design and digital media team needs something or right now I'm helping with the intern program for the production side. So 
I'm less in the nitty gritty, but I'm able to see weirdly more because I'm involved with, Mm -hmm. I I like to think I'm involved with more of the departments. Which it seems like is the most ideal situation for you coming off of being in the weeds on a show. Yeah, Yeah. which was a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would relate it. Let's uh, bring back some other mailroom episodes we've had. We had someone on, Noelle Rubenstein. She was was an internship coordinator, AV editor at Atlas Entertainment, another Mm -hmm. production company. It seems like a similar position that she, it was like very general. She would do coverage for whoever needed help doing coverage. She would make sure like the kitchen was always stocked or like be control, control the interns, um, kind of what's ever needed to get done. She was in charge of yeah. doing, um, before she ended up and then becoming an assistant at the company. Exactly. So I'm um, also with Shondaland. Is there a lot of upward mobility to then become an assistant for one of these creative executives at the company? So one of the things that I love the most about Shondaland is that you can tell she really values the people that she works with. Shonda mm-hmm. is who I'm speaking about. Let's go, Shonda. Is she there all the time? Does I have not met her yet, oh. and I'm really like anxious to. I just, Has she not come in? Not yet. Okay. But we also, we just started our hybrid model this week, okay. so it was basically just me in the office, and then if someone needed something, they'd come in. Um, but this was the week that I really started to. Is there a receptionist basically. too? I'm both. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. My wow. official title is like office PA slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exactly the Noel Rubenstein role I was talking. Yeah. About. Like we, there were positions. There was a receptionist. There was a. Yeah. But like, I think the track at that company was reception, internship coordinator, gotcha. facilities manager. Okay. Maybe go up to an assistant. So that seems a lot like a, there's a lot more steps. <laughs> yeah, in that one but for sure. so for at Shondaland, it's really like you're the one that's in control of all the things that kind of just kind of need to be communicated. Sure. Yeah, I suppose so. And I definitely so like you can see it in the shows that she recycles a lot of the same actors and actresses, and she right. says, "Okay, you were great with me on this show. I'm going to bring you up to the next thing I'm working on." And I see that within the company as well that. The people that have been there for so long are still there. They're just being given promotions and able to have their hand in more things. So it's a smaller company and there's less, it's not like a Warner Brothers where there's so many positions and you can jump up within a year. It's a little bit more, you wait for the right opportunity, but if you wait and you do good work and she values you, I can see a lot of room for growth. So, so there's less lineage with like a promotion kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, like if you're working on these projects that you really care about and the right opportunity yes. comes along, there's an absolute chance that you can. Totally. And, and you say small, how many people? Um, there's maybe 50 of us. Okay. Which I feel is pretty. And how pretty many, how many assistants? Um, less than 10, maybe. Okay. And a lot of double desks too. No, 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 not really. Um, a couple people don't have assistants, so I think that's where okay. people don't have to double and up. How about Shonda? How many assistants does she have? She has this wonderful woman named Susan, who's her chief of staff. Mm. Um, but no, like personal. Wow, yeah. let's go, Shonda. Self-sufficient. Yeah, she's wonderful. I like that. Good for her. Um, since you've been at Shondaland, what are some of the things? Um, that you've been doing. Yeah, so I was getting the office ready for, like I said, the hybrid started this week. So I was getting everything in order. And it's a lot of, especially with COVID right now, you're putting up a lot of like signs for wear your masks and checking in on this app and 
all of that. So taking care of that end, um, dealing with all the packages that come in, a lot of it's administrative based, but Mm -hmm. also, like I said, I have the opportunities to read the scripts that they're working on and to help with the interns and just kind of do whatever is needed. If someone needs me to run out and send out mail somewhere or, um, organize or find, um, flowers to send out to people like honestly it can be anything from any department Uh, and I really lucked out because we just hired a new president and COO Mm. and so I've been doing a lot of her scheduling and um, I'm you know in no way her assistant I don't do all the things an assistant would do but I am getting a taste of that where I'm able to help out with the things that she needs and so like on Pam and Tommy when you were in Mm -hmm. office PA Like, one thing that wasn't part of your job description that you really wanted to do was be part of these production meetings and, like, the concept meetings. Um, So are there there those kinds of opportunities at Shondaland where, yes, you're doing the general, like, assistant duties, but at the end of the day, you do get a a chance to be in a meeting? I definitely am looking to have more of those opportunities. I Mm -hmm. think the more and more that – the more time that I have there and the more that I make – what I want to do known you know I just started in October so I'm Mm -hmm. getting the lay of the land we just got back but I think within the next couple weeks to a month I'd like to tell people more of what I want to be doing and hopefully get to sit in on those related meetings and people seem pretty open and I mean it's tough too when it's all remote and you're not getting FaceTime with these people and even I've noticed just being in office when everybody's walking around with masks it's still even less personal totally of, like less personable yeah being able to introduce yourself to people ask the questions you want to ask and be as maybe proactive as you want to be definitely it's tough um i also want to ask too that these assistants uh like you said there were 10 um are they a lot of external hires from like agencies or other companies or have you ever met people that are were on the track that you were got into the office pa position and then we're able to go up to be an assistant for one of these creative execs. If I'm not mistaken, two of the assistants were in my position, which wow. is really promising for me because mm-hmm. I, like I said, want to be at Shondaland forever. There's, I see no reason for me to leave. Um, and so if they have moved up and they are now working in these awesome positions for really incredible, powerful executives, it gives hope that that'll be me at some point. Uh, but yeah, I think a couple are external hires or people... Um, who have partaken in internship programs previously through Shondaland. So definitely, like I said, kind of keeping it within the Shondaland family. Nice. What are some of the differences of your expectations versus what has what the reality has been at the company? The crazy thing is everything I expected was either met or exceeded. Just in the terms, most specifically, is company culture. Like you hear about... Let's go, Shonda. It's amazing. It, She's I've never... It ever heard of a production company that values their employees so highly and that pay them well treat them well it's just the stuff that we get we got a welcome back breakfast just even the little day-to-day things um they're doing all of this work for inclusion and coming up with all these new initiatives they're setting precedents for other netflix shows that will then implement all of these new things for people with disabilities and you know just so much that they're working to make an impact on the world and they're starting with their shows and then expanding it to Netflix and beyond. So it seems like the culture has almost like met the content that you love. Oh absolutely I mean and that's what I expected and especially the interview process was pretty rigorous I went through three rounds 
and I talked a lot about that and that that was my hope and that was what attracted me to the company and I could tell from those meetings that that was really what it was that's incredible wow I love that Way to go, Shonda. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's like, so many people that I know that hate their jobs or, like, yeah, it's, right. you know, there's all these HR issues and all these things that come up that shouldn't within this industry or in the world at all, and I'm very fortunate. You kind of just, like, ducked around all the BS. I really have. Yeah. I mean, that's so amazing it. that I, I feel like it, it's a Hollywood norm that, like, we only care about the content we're putting out. Like, yeah. we, in internal culture, we can throw out of here. Yeah. But... That's so amazing that she's. It seems like she's focusing just as much on the content as mm-hmm. much as she's focused on her own company. Well, I feel like that plays to sustainability, right? Like mm-hmm. if she's if she's like hurting this culture that is so you know like accepting and makes people want to still work there. Yeah. She has people working there who've been there for a very long time, like you you're saying. So yeah. like I think that goes hand in hand. Like she's able to make this good content for so long because she sustains this company culture yeah. and keeps people in and mm-hmm. it just seems like a, a train that has so much momentum and you just kind of hopped on within your first 2 years out here. Yeah. That's Is it your first year? First year. I haven't even hit the year mark. She hasn't even hit a year when mark. Did you, when did you graduate? 2020? Yeah, 2020. I graduated semester early, so December 2020. Nice. Okay. So you're 23? 22? Yeah, 23. Wow. The youngest year. Well, you are 23, <laughs> haven't been out here for a year, and you're working at the place that you wanted to end up your whole life. Yeah, when you put it like that, I feel like very proud of myself. I definitely, I think it's, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, but there's something about being in this industry and seeing how amazing and how inspired and passionate everyone is and you get hard on yourself and you're like I want to be at the top and I want to get there as fast as I can but simultaneously learning as much and having a great time and I can be like well I would love to be an assistant I would love to move up faster but also I'm when you put it like that it really it really does put into perspective that I'm grateful to be where I am well I mean that's the tough thing too just about entertainment you are comparing yourself to these people who are like also some like you compare yourself to like someone like Shonda Rhimes or somebody like yeah, like these great comedians or actors Rob or writers, Siegel. producers Rob anybody Siegel. in the entertainment industry like you find yourself comparing them to because like yeah. you've looked up to them your whole life and um, it's just such a dangerous like really game to play and especially us being in our 20s it's almost like there's like this ticking clock of like every year every day like we're yeah. just getting older and like by 30 like we gotta right. make it and um it's so it's a little dangerous but i think it's really important not to compare yourself to people and like honestly we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to you because you have already are so already at the company oh, yeah. that you want to be at. So. <laughs> Wait, so I have, I have a couple questions. So, yeah. so let's. How much have you been in the office at Chandland? Uh, like, was there ever a time you were in office at all before yeah. now? I've been in on and off since October, but I would go in some weeks. I wouldn't go in at all if there was nothing that needed to be done or but I would try to go in at least once a week just to make sure everything was running smoothly and if there were packages but there were weeks where I was even before this hybrid that I was in five days a week just someone needed something someone needed to pick something up or 
if I just want if I want that work environment because yeah. I was able to go in. And the reason I ask is because I want to know about these people who have been with the company so long. Like, have you had conversations with them like you did totally. like people on Pam and Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I got lunch with a couple people on Wednesday, which was really lovely to meet in person and nice. you know have. I mean, that's part of what we're all missing right now is sitting down and the conversations that you have. It's like the water cooler conversations that you would hear about and just the little things that yeah. get you to know more about the people and the company right. and to make friends out here. Like I said, I've been out here for less than a year and meeting people is my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I had lunch and was able to pick people's brains about has the company culture always been like this and what inspired you to come here and it's it's all the same things that I feel about it now which is really great to know that that's been lasting. And do you see like part of yourself in these people that are working there? That's a lovely question. I do because I think we all have the same goal. We all want to make an impact and to create positive change in the world and I mean, my, as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a psychologist because I want to help people. Mm. And that was just such like a, that's the job that if you want to help someone. And then I was like, oh, no, I can help people through this really creative, fun medium. And I think we all kind of share that at yeah. Shondaland. You're blending your compassion thing. and your creativity. Yeah. That's oh, I a, like that. That's cool. So That's <laughs> great. And you're feel like you're doing a good deed. I, I think it's a good deed. I think entertainment is Thanks so too. a need. I think it has the ability to be a good. It deed. can go either way. It yes. can go either way, though. But it, it takes a good culture, like uh, yeah. take Shonda Rhimes. Take Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> um, and so, what other goals do you have for yourself uh, in entertainment? Like, uh, where would you eventually want to be on the side? Uh, what, what side of entertainment do you want to be on? You want to be in the ground oh, writing it. I want to hear this. This has changed a couple times. It has. Oh, has it? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, thank God I'm doing this today and not a week ago because I oh, literally figured this out yesterday. Um, like, no joke. So, I was on a call because of the intern program yesterday mm-hmm. with one of the women in our creative content development program. And she's lovely and has so much wisdom and experience. And I was just listening with interns, and I was like, I'm not an intern, but I this call feels as important and beneficial for me as it is for all of them. And so I was talking and listening to her, and I realized everything I've ever wanted to do is be creative, but I also love production. And I'm like, I don't think, I think production's a lot of mathematics and getting into the nitty gritty details that... I don't think is as suited for my personality and my skill set. Sure. But I love the idea of taking a project from its inception, from giving notes and seeing that first original script and seeing it through to the finished product. And because a lot of companies are bigger and there are more specific roles attached to each person, they're not able to see it through from beginning to end. And at Shondaland, these people are able to really have their hand in it and they're getting notes for new things coming in they're working on the current stuff they're getting the dailies they're approving things and they're on set and I'm like I could do all of that and that's one role and that could be my life and so to answer your question (laughs) I want to work in development but I want to be able to have this idea that's kind of my baby and take it through all the way until the end and get to be on set and if you're the one that's creating and coming up with these things or giving notes on these things you know what it's supposed to look like so you should be able to be on set and help make sure that it looks the way that it read 
So that's a very long-winded way of And what, it, what is it? There has to be a name for the roles that you're speaking of. But the, that's the thing. There isn't. Well, there isn't. I, that's a producer. I, I, at least from what I, everything I've ever gathered from talking to people, that, that's what a producer does. And that's, that's something that I find myself a lot too. Like, that's why I want to be a producer uh, at a production Yeah. At a production company, I think. Just because they are the only people that find a project from its inception and see it through until its Oscar campaign or whatever happens after that. So, um, it's it's just like you don't see that at a studio you're just a piece of the right. puzzle at on set you're just a piece of the right. puzzle uh in the writer's room you're just a piece of the puzzle you don't see that after it takes off so it's really just the producer that carries that baby from beginning to end yeah but it's nice that they're also it's not like it's just that one thing that they're working on it's the idea work. of also having all these other right. incoming projects and being a jack of all trades because that's kind of how I feel that I am. I love it all, and so why can't I do it all? Mm-hmm. You have like five or six shows going on right now. How do they like allocate the producers? Are they all working on five or six of them and just like divvying up the tasks, or do a couple of the producers spearhead some of the shows and everyone else is kind of just working on it? It's a really great question. I don't have a full answer just mm. because I haven't seen that much into that side of things, but if I had to guess based on what I feel I've learned about the company, it's such a collaborative nature there that I would assume maybe there's one person that's, like the, the showrunner. If Shauna's showrunning, like for example, she created Inventing Anna. She didn't create How to Get Away with Murder, but she was still part of it. But with Inventing Anna, she's the one that I would assume is doing most of the spearheading. Uh, but I think for other projects, it's very collaborative and everyone within the creative content department would be working hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I saw, I would see that somewhat at Atlas. I think a lot of times uh, people, like maybe a younger creative executive, someone new without an assistant would find a project and they'd bring the book then maybe to somebody higher up. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like with that person with a lot of experience, they'll work together and like they'll be the team. And like, gotcha. and then maybe they'll bring somebody else, like three people working on this project together. Right. And like, I don't. We didn't check IMDb Pro. I'd imagine that there's probably fifty projects at least for Shondaland in development. Maybe not, but and there's probably different producers attached to each of it, like yeah. a mix and match. Maybe there's two who always work together. Like, is that probably? I I really think because it's smaller. It's kind it could, of everyone. It could be everybody yeah. on everything. Wow. And I don't know that for certain, but it really does feel like that's the case yeah we had another guest on keelan bowers who talked about breakwater studios and yeah. how they're all sitting in on even the coloring sessions mm. of all the stuff you're, you're, i don't think we're that yeah, <laughs> tight-knit yeah. you want to do <laughs> a do ma- like we'll that. do some uh mailroom connection here so keelan <laughs> bowers brother yep. chris bowers he's the composer on Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I was going to say that sounds so familiar. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Check that episode out. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> yeah, we could do some more mailroom plugging. We already had two other uh, new house graduates on this podcast. Did you really? Yes, we had Katie France. She it works at Viacom CBS, which is now called Paramount. Yeah. The yep. new announcement. Yeah. Um, I, I sent her, I was on Instagram yesterday, and they're making a, uh, 
a Blue Clues movie. Uh, Are they really? like Blue's Clues? Blue's Clues. Kind of like uh, Spider-Man where they're taking all three, oh all three Blue's Clues people, like Steve, Joe, and the, and the other guy. I wasn't, I wasn't at the other guy, but... And they're putting them all together in, like, a movie... And, like, all three of them are going to, like, solve whatever they need to solve together. Interesting. Uh, Blue's Clues was, was my show growing up. Like, <laughs> I used to watch that and be like, oh, I got the answer after clue number two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, a lot of times I say it's mailroom time, like, mm-hmm. on the podcast. It's like a Blue's Clues thing. It's mail time. Like, the food. Dude, was that, that your dude. inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blues Clues. Really. Tyler's like, I had no part in that. Yeah, I love I love. I don't they would have salt and pepper. They had a baby yeah. named Paprika. Yeah, Paprika. <laughs> it's a cool show. Everyone everyone had a lot of fun on that show. <laughs> All right, but oh, and uh, we also had Rachel Heffler on. I don't know either of those people. And she's a comedy manager now. Yeah, you wouldn't know Rachel. Yeah, she's she's a little them. older. Yeah, definitely. That's what, that's what the mailroom is all. For. <laughs> that's what all we're about. And, hey, I was on the podcast you also interviewed on. We'll have we'll have networking events soon enough. Let's do it. Yeah, let's hope we're gonna have Ooh, loud cars outside. <laughs> motorcycles. That's a motorcycle. Yeah. Motorcycles. So back to Shondaland. <laughs> yes. So when you first came out here, you you said you didn't know what you were gonna do, and you landed in this office PA job. If not for Shondaland, where do you think you'd be, and what kind of position do you think would put you in a position to get you to Shondaland, since that is and was your goal? Wow. Um, <laughs> that takes a lot of thought, because I, you're right, when I left Pam and Tommy, I, I honestly, I was gearing myself towards set PAing, and um, I had an interview to work on a show that I watched and really liked, and mm-hmm. um, didn't end up getting it, because... And this is such it's great, a great how things work out sometimes. It it does, and I'm really <laughs> grateful for that because I don't know I that I would have applied to the Shonda. The Shonda. Yeah, it really all does work out in its own unique way. But I definitely considered set peeing, and it didn't work out because they said, "Well, you've never set peed before," and I'm like, "Well, here is everything that I did as an office PA that I know translates, and also." I went out of my way to learn all of these set-related things. And and you talk give, to the PAs. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, and just give me a chance and give me two days and I will run circles. And it's not to be... Who are these people's names? I'll, let me give them a call or, <laughs> or write them an, an email. Well, it's just such a Hollywood cliche of like, well, you've never done this before. And it's like, well, I have the but skill set. it's an set. entry-level position, right. so it's why like, do you need experience? That's, it's right. mind I've never done this before, but how am I supposed to do it if you're not going to give me the job? Right. <laughs> and it's not to be conceded in any way it's just like i know i know my capabilities yeah, and i know i, I know do you could have done it I've said job and i know that like if i want to do something and i want to get you know higher up i'm gonna do my job really right. well Set PAs, it's not even like a crazy job like, yeah is it oh yeah it is it is oh my god there's so much responsibility and you're you're at fault for everything yeah but like what? the office pa job it's applicable to being a set pa is it not like, if you were on top of your stuff as an office PA? I mean, all I'm saying is, like, I, I I would understand why somebody would maybe steer away from bringing on somebody who's yeah. green, which is an industry term known for somebody who is inexperienced. Green's my favorite color, though. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I do believe in giving people chances, yeah. and especially somebody like you who is extremely ambitious, and that definitely came through in your communication with them. I don't even need to see it because I know it. Thanks, Dad. But... 
like at the end of the day, all you need is that chance, like you said. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's really stressful and you have to get the cast on set at the right time. And if you make a mistake as a PA, it could affect the entire production. Like, yeah, but it's it, it, isn't that with that everything? Like even an office PA, like can't you do some mistake with money or like sending something the wrong to the wrong person or and like yeah. it could really be detrimental yeah like i feel like that's every job in entertainment like yeah. people do a, like people definitely overreact i think a lot of times like oh this is the end of the world like we really need this right like you probably don't all the time but we are dealing with some like pretty big yeah. things and underpaid to do those very and overall yeah so. but it, it's all part of it i've been thinking about that like yeah we're underpaid but like they're just like cutting out the people who shouldn't actually be. That's here. true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Leading I don't actually out. agree with that, but that's okay. <laughs> hot take. They were hot takes. <laughs> I think it's impo- it's it's nearly impossible to live here with the wages that you make for the first five years. And it's crazy, but that's a different conversation. We were on high vibes. They were hot takes. <laughs> I feel like I did not answer the last question. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were you were saying you, well, you were talking about set PAing, and that that's what oh, you were going right. to do yeah, to help you get yourself to Shondaland. Right. So you didn't get that. So now where were we at? Right. So I think though the second part of your question was how would wherever mm. I ended up get me to Shondaland? I think in my head, and what's so incredible and mind blowing makes me feel really grateful is I didn't expect to be at Shondaland for the next. 10, 15, 20 years. It was like end goal for me and I wanted to end up there. But I kind of felt like it was a pipe dream and that I was going to either have to do it really late in life, like establish myself somewhere else and hope and pray for the right the right moment that that would be a reality. Um, so I don't think I would have been doing anything that would necessarily gear myself and think, okay, this is the thing to get me there. Um, but I think just everything I was doing I was doing wanting to learn and it's I mean you know me I want to go up the ladder as fast as possible but I also just want to be a sponge and take it all in Mm -hmm. and so because I have that mentality I was willing to jump in anywhere and I think that Shondaland or any company I would hope would value that and see the passion and want to hire someone like that right right there's no doubt. Uh, it's great to be a sponge. I, I also, like, you've been taking advantage of those meetings with, uh, like, not meetings, but, like, the internship class yeah. you were saying is having these informational sessions with the people at the company, mm-hmm. and, like, you've been taking advantage of that, Oh, too. yeah. I'm That's sitting amazing. on all, all that, the calls. When I was at my, uh, interning at a production company, it, they would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so helpful I think in figuring out like if you actually want to do this yeah. and just understanding like the way of the how it all works totally. like what does a production company actually do and it, it's cool to it's cool to hear that stuff. Can I go on a quick tangent? Please, please, we uh, love tangents. So what you were saying about like how a production company works, I feel like college. Maybe this is a Syracuse thing, and no shame on Syracuse. I loved it. I loved Newhouse. Learned so much. Alumni programs amazing, but. There's no class or program that teaches you about the jobs in the industry. You have ideas of what executive positions there are, but no one tells you, okay, when you graduate, here are your options. And so I really relied on alumni to be like, what do you do? And okay, how did you get into that? And what was your first job? And so I wish that there was a class, like I had no idea there was such thing as an art PA or a set deck PA or an office PA. I just thought there was there was a PA and they worked on set and that was that was that. 
So I definitely wish that there was something, this is totally tangent, but I wish that there was something that was like that where people could, and I, what? That is the mailroom podcast. You're on it right now. It's <laughs> it the mailroom. It just clicked in my head. <laughs> this is a classic mailroom hot take. I feel like we've talked about this like a bunch of times, but oh, school did not prepare me for being out here. Like, I wish there was a class that taught you how to be an assistant, like of uh, that, uh, whatever. But honestly, let's uh, the podcast that we just did with Rachel Heffler, another Syracuse alum. She was talking about how. Um, her professor was like, I don't really care about like what you learn in this class. Like, we're not going to have too much homework. The best thing that you can do for yourself is just reach out to people. Yeah. So she told this whole story about how she reached out to, uh, somebody that she, like an agent who represented people that she liked and she sent the email, cold email, just said, I'm a fan of your work and, yeah. and led to her first job at ICF so in New York. Yeah. So um, I don't like. I don't know. That's a, it's a tough one. Like, do we need to sit in a class for like two hours a week where they're just like, "Here's how you send an email to somebody uh, on the fly," or "Here's how you make a cold call," or mm-hmm. like a lot of it is, I guess, figuring it out on your own. And I can say, at least for me, like, doesn't it make you feel like a lot better? Like, if you're just being, like, yeah, hustled my way through the system. Totally. But like, I wish that, like, people, like, I also feel like my brain just works that way where I think 10 steps ahead, so I did figure it out. I mean, I was cold calling internship production companies when I was a junior and called, like, 100 companies in one mm-hmm. sitting. It was like, do you have anything? That was just, mm-hmm. how, and I didn't know anyone else that was doing that. No one told me to do that. But the people that don't think to do that, I mean, sort of, like you're saying, kind of on them, but also... Think of how much more prepared we would be, I think, if we did have a class like that. I think it should be the first class you take. If yeah. I'm majoring in my, I mean, our major was media studies and production. If mm-hmm. I'm majoring in media studies and production and we're looking at, okay, after four years of schooling, where are you going to end up, right? I should know what those avenues are, yeah. even at the most general sense, like, Production companies work like this, agencies work like this, management companies work like this. If you want to be talent, you do this. If I just knew the general map of how the industry works in the most basic sense, you would have so much more of an idea of, first of all, what interests you and how you can get there, and second, how to cater your own education and pick the right courses. And Because ours was just like, here's a bunch of courses you can take, you have to fill these random little things. I, I I do wish that existed. It should I be like, the first class. I you like take. that the map of the entertainment. The industry. map of the business. Because I don't, I still don't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. I don't fully understand like if an actor is getting a contract to be in a show. If like is the lawyer looking it over? Is the agent looking it over? Is the who's the manager? Right. I, I really like it. Is, do they need all these people to do this job? Like does the actor even look it over? I don't know. I don't fully understand it. Um, it would just it would just create an influx of well prepared yes. entry level aspiring professionals. Yeah. yeah, you know, I agree. That would I be think nice. it's unanimously agreed upon. That. Yeah, like, I like that class. Yeah. I, I will say, I did when I was doing internships, I had a coordinator, um, and she told me exactly that what you were doing. She told me you got to get this thing called IMDb Pro. Yep, and that, that was, was the first I time I got it. I've had it ever since. She said. 
they have the phone numbers to every production company and the yeah. emails to all of the production companies. Like, it's if just you are looking for if you are looking for this stuff, like you just shoot them an email, you shoot them a, a phone call. Like I remember, I was called Judd Apatow's production company, and I was like, "Hey, like, do you have any internships uh, over the summer?" They're like, "Yeah, email this email," and like you would look that up on Google. Nothing on Google. Yeah. It re- and that's the type of people that they want, though. They want the people that are like, "Are you gonna figure this out?" Or exactly. not, and like, I don't know. I I don't sometimes. I I just think it would I it would take away from it. I think if there was a class that's like, here's the email. Like I went ahead and called for all of you, and like here's the emails. Well, I don't like, think it needs to be like that. No, we're specific. talking general. Like, yeah, just like give me give me a layout of like what are my options when I graduate. Sure. Is more okay. what I'm talking about. I don't want to give away my trades. I'm giving them away right now. But like, look, <laughs> yeah. I have the job that I want. Well, make this an exclusive at the episode. Of, at, no, at yeah. the end of the day, people are got to take the time to listen to this. If yeah. They want to find out. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even realize what. I, and then I looked at you and I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm talking about what we're doing. Right? Exactly. And so it's a testament to what you guys do that since there is a lack of that out there you guys are fulfilling that need yeah i hope well (laughs) i want to talk more about you because we do we should wrap up soonish here but i want to talk about your experience at syracuse a little bit just because you came into this industry and didn't know what you were going to do so what were your interests in college and what were you applying yourself to i mean everything which is i think why i've decided on what I want to do now because it is everything that I've been kind of, you know, waffling between for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in thinking maybe editing, which is so, I mean, I don't think you've ever heard me say that. No. That's not at all <laughs> what I want to do, but loved like editing my own stuff in high school. So went in with that. Then was like, wait a minute. I only like editing when it's the way I want it to be cut and not when a director would tell me how to cut it. <laughs> so I decided that wasn't going to work. Um, then it was um, more of the writing aspect. I did my capstone on that, wrote a screenplay, mm. loved that. Like that I have that tool and that it's something I enjoy in my free time, but it was like, I don't know, that's something I would want to do on the side and not be like a freelance writer that's it, i told you it's stressful going job to job are you me. doing coverage for shondaland now too? not yet but they told me that that's something i can start up once things nice. get more settled cool. um that's which is really exciting yeah to be able to have sort of a say in what might be produced by them right. mm-hmm. um and then i thought it was going to be and you definitely know this why i'm producing because my final semester i took a course on that and I was like, wait a minute, I love scheduling and budgeting and all of this, and this that's exactly what this job <laughs> entails, and obviously a lot more. Um, and then saw it firsthand on Pam and Tommy and was like, this isn't the most creative <laughs> job. Um, and yeah, now full circle, it's like I've, I think because Syracuse and Newhouse specifically, as much as they don't tell you all of the entry-level positions, you do get a good taste of like all of the different elements of like you can do screenwriting and you can do this um so I felt like I knew a little bit about a lot of things and now that I've seen it more in the real world I'm like oh okay I definitely want to be creative and working on projects but not having to necessarily write them or do all of the nitty-gritty now you mathematics wanna, to now them. you want to know a lot of bit about a few things yes and so <laughs> yeah. it really put like things in perspective moving out to LA totally. and seeing it firsthand yeah, yeah I don't think you can really know if you don't because mm-hmm. 
I mean, unless you see what people are doing, and that's why I think like what you decide being an assistant to one specific person is really smart because you're really getting that firsthand account of what does it take to do this job. And it's not just that. Like there, that is probably like sixty percent of it, and the other forty is all of the people that they interact with. You get to understand yeah. what their job is and what their role is and how they interact with other you know players in the industry and. That was the biggest thing I learned is like, okay, well, the line producer talks to the executive producers and the directors and the ADs, yeah. and then you start to learn about like what all these other people do, and it seems like, like you're saying, it's like a very, it's a good way to learn. I think so too. You yeah. definitely have to be out here, but I, I'm excited to, to keep learning, figuring yeah. it out. I don't, I mean, right. we're young and I don't have it totally figured out, but it's nice knowing like okay, for once I actually know the track that I want to be on and I'm actually in a really good position to do it. And it's now just waiting and hoping that I prove myself to be an executive assistant in the development department and then start to get a taste of what that would really look yeah. like. It really throws you off, doesn't it? When they're like, oh, here's what a line producer does. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, don't know if I'd want to do this for every day. <laughs> Here, I have to, I never found a good spot to say it, but I have to tell my story about Bridgerton season two. Yes, oh, let's hear do. this. Let's go. So, I'm turning my volume up. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> do you want to turn your volume up for this one? <laughs> so, uh, I'm on a plane with my girlfriend and we're coming home from the East Coast and we, uh, we're sitting behind somebody on the plane. Like, we're, I'm sorry, we're not coming home, we're coming to LA. And so there are some executives on the plane, like yeah. people in the entertainment industry. And there's somebody in front of us and we're on an exit row. So it's like, there's only two seats in front of us. We're on three seats by the windows. So there's a little pathway. So I can see very clearly on her laptop what she's looking at. And it's a script for Bridgerton season two. And I'm like, oh, like I should maybe ask her, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, that would be cool. But then I start kind of messing around with like the screen on the back of her chair. And this lady, she's like, whatever, typing away or reading. Like, we're just tapping on the screen like something you'd usually do. And she gets up out of her chair and slams back down what? onto it. Because I guess we're messing around with her chair too much. And then I was like, oh, my God. So, and then we, were, we did it again. Uh, like, we're just messing around with the screen. And she did it again. She slams back down. So, now I have a little bit of a tainted... Um, <laughs> don't let that take your Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't know from someone who works at Chandelier. I don't know if it's Netflix. Maybe it's an outside marketing. I company. also really thought this was gonna be not to like rain on your story, but I thought this was gonna be more exciting. Like we had so and so sighting. No, no. I, I, my story about Bridgerton season two is that somebody working on the back end of. The, uh, development of yeah of the I guess it's still it's in development yeah so somebody working in development on the project uh, was really angry on a plane that I was on and didn't seem that approachable that I could ask her about the script. Let me ask you this: How did when you got on the plane? How did you know that they were industry people? 
Well, because if we're going to LA. Yeah, he said that. So, like, there's, of course, industry people on this plane. You're yeah. <laughs> just like, is this an assumption you made? We're going to LA. I have, every time you get on a plane, you have to know there's at least one industry person because, you know, you're on the plane. Yeah. And <laughs> then you got to assume there's another. We're that's, going to LA. All right, that's fair. Who, that's fair. who, like, I bet if you pick 10 people in LA, half of them would work in entertainment. I do. I feel yeah. like that. No, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, also, speaking of LA, did you ever, especially living in Syracuse, did you have any ever thought of moving to New York? Instead? Oh God, no, no. Well, because Syracuse was—I mean, obviously, Syracuse and New York City are not even remotely the same thing. Right. But I could not handle the cold. I was not made for. I told you, I grew up in Florida. Uh, yeah, there was. Isn't it, it cold was here then too? It's freezing. My apartment, I would it's, say, is freezing. I would also say it's freezing. My roommate's LA. from Wisconsin, and she's like, shut up. Like, yeah. This is not freezing. But yeah, Syracuse <laughs> was not it for me. So it was L.A. or bust. That was, L.A.'s that was freezing it. here. I don't know. It's so cold every day. Aren't you from Philly? Yeah, but like it, L.A. tricks it. They're, you're like, it looks really nice outside. And you're like, oh, it's going to be so nice today. And it's, then you get outside, and it's like, oh, it's sweatshirt. No, it's all about a tire. That's what LA is. LA's like layer. LA's yeah. like really hot sun, but like besides that, like the atmosphere is really cold. So yeah. if you're not getting direct sunlight, it's it's chilly. We also live on the west side. And like the yeah, east side get, and the valley are really we, hot. Oh yeah. The valley is really hot. The valley's <laughs> really hot. I remember it's funny, like watching some of these scenes in Pam and Tommy, um, I'm like, Oh my god, it was like hundred and seven yeah, degrees this day. It. Like I remember it so vividly. Oh, that that was cool. brutal. That's what, that is what's cool about making productions. Like you just know the literally my le- my that. lens through Pam and Tommy was like I remember every That's single so cool. day from every scene. That's so like cool. watching these scenes. I'm, I know where I was on the stage or behind the camera or wherever. Like you know, Lily James was freaking out right before. <laughs> yeah, <she laughs> like <performed>. especially <laughs> those especially those moments because that's like more of like a crew eyed thing where mm-hmm. it's like that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for me, it's just you know. I don't affect that many it's people. just what they capture. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool that you see. I mean, obviously, like there are some things where I'm like, oh, like right. I remember this, but it, you definitely because you were there on set for all of it. Well, you also know like what was built on stage and what yeah. wasn't, and like how we matched the house from the exterior to yeah. the interior and all that kind of stuff is so cool. I was just most excited to see that big sheep dog. Yeah, that was the sweetest dog. Zeus. <laughs> yeah. So I do need to know: Do we think this lady on the plane worked for Shondaland, or is it like we have to? <laughs> write does it like, fit with it what I know fit, to be true right? about her people? No, yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. Before we end, I want to hear a little plug for Inventing Anna since this is like it's like relevant information yeah. at the time. So totally. We, yeah, let's hear about it. Okay. So Inventing Anna is the true story of Anna Delvey or Anna Strokin. She goes by two different names. Um, and she completely reinvented herself. She was a fake German heiress and she went to New York and scammed people out of so much money um and she went to jail and yeah so watch the show about the reporter who uncovered this whole life and her scam wow so reporter is the one who really like yeah it's inventing anna but it's like really through the lens of the reporter uncovering her story so it's like the rang of the pan exactly world. Okay, yes cool streaming now on netflix exactly awesome yeah wow. netflix any 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 last things you want to say to the people, to all our listeners? Um, I think that's it. Just keep t- keep on tuning in to the mailroom. Yeah. This might be a list of that. Shyamalan's got some hashtags. Like that's got a, a little trend to it. 
Like, Sean, I think Shonda will listen to this one. Yeah? I yeah. think so? <laughs> I haven't met her yet, but she'll I listen mean, to the podcast <laughs> yeah. I'm on. Yeah. She's like, I think I know Amanda. I'm, I'm <laughs> Amanda, I gotta listen to this right now. Maybe that's what she might happen. Or maybe she'll be like really mad. Nah, it doesn't sound like I feel like we've said only pleasant things. I, I think we, it doesn't sound like that. All right, well, thanks, Amanda. Thank you so much. This is great. It was a pleasure. Well. Yeah, this is a fun episode. Shonda Rhyme, Shonda Land. Thank you to Steven's brother, Ross, for producing the episode. Yes, thank you. And we are the mailroom where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals like Amanda. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>